How to cope with the stressful parts of life. And then how do we deal with the rise of fake news? You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, friends, welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. Aubrey, some of the best words out there. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. What's the weekend plans for the uh, in the Samson house? Anything fun? Anything? Uh, it, we're probably decorating for fall. We are definitely guess. decorating for fall, a hundred percent. I this is kind of fun. Getting headshots tomorrow because my author photos are very old and I need new ones, so that should be exciting. Hopefully, not a disaster. And we'll hang out with our small group. Very fun. My son yeah. is having a. I don't think he would call it a birthday party for turning 16, but I think he's having some doing some stuff with some buddies and they're going to end up at our house. So that's fun. Uh, you know, it's always celebrating, always celebrating. And then we're going to see my daughter Sunday. I told you we're going to see my daughter. Uh, so it will be a fun family. Very weekend. exciting. Sounds wonderful. Great way and, to kick off the fall. And hopefully somewhere in that I can mow the lawn. Just <laughs> Your favorite thing that. to do. Somewhere in there, I would like to mow the lawn. Okay, so those are all the good things of life. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Uh, I got thinking about this the other day, ironically, when thinking this is where my stress comes from. And an interesting part of this conversation is I think everybody's stress comes from different spots, right? Yes. But I have felt uh, recently, last month's year, that no – that. That no matter what – so let's talk financial stress. I want to talk about stress. Life is so freaking expensive right now. It is. Brian, I am so happy that we're talking about this because I woke up yesterday morning almost like in a panic. Like I I don't know how to keep going. We're not going to get ahead. We're barely even – like to be honest, I'll just be very vulnerable with you. Today's the 15th, so it's yep. payday. We've been like, okay, it's it, – I know we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. God is good. All, all that umbrella. But I'm also like, do we have enough food for dinner the past couple of days? Like, I'm literally like, I guess we'll do eggs. I guess we'll do waffles. Like, and that's fine. People do that. Like, I, but I'm with you. I feel very stressed financially at the moment. And, Go ahead. Go ahead. This is why it's an important conversation because I don't think it's a conversation of like, I'm going to lose my house. But everything is so expensive. Uh, salaries don't keep up with it, right? Like they go up, but they don't keep up with it. Uh, you and I are fortunate enough to have multiple jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. Yet, and yet here's what has struck me. So here's what's happened in my house within like the last two weeks or so. Things just happen that you can't avoid. I needed yeah. to get a car fixed. Yeah. Uh, our A big tree in our front yard needed to be professionally mm-hmm. trimmed or else it was going to land on my house and my neighbor's house. That's $700. Yeah. A car, $300. Yeah. Uh, our dog, something was wrong with our dog, needed to go to the vet and get some medicine. Yeah. That's, you know, $300. It's yeah. this, like, it used to feel like the little things were like 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there. Now it feels like it's $200 here. Kids are getting older, so they've got... You know, school's never free. So it always comes with like, they need this book or. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Like, and even like, I mean, this is a, this is like a luxury in a sense, but you don't want your kid to miss out. Homecoming tickets are on sale. Uh, 
a a little outfit for homecoming. You know, I have boys, so they're not buying a brand new dress, but like he, my son wants a jacket. You know what I mean? Like, and those things are luxuries, but you want your kids to be able to participate in them. Right. Right. And they're not really luxuries. You know what I mean? Like your kid going to homecoming is not a luxury. Like it's. Yeah. uh, Now, if your kid was like, mom, can I rent a car for homecoming? That is. You would say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do? Because again, I don't think this is the the stress we're talking about here is not the. Can I feed my family? Can I put gas in the car? Right. Right. But it is the. I feel like the margin is is shrinking month after month. A hundred percent. Where there is no margin anymore. A hundred percent. And let alone talks of vacation or retirement or I'm paying for my girl's, you know, part of Mm -hmm. her college, all of this stuff. Yep. How do we, because I'm, you feel this way. I feel this way. I'm guessing we're not the only two. So overwhelmed by it right now. Yeah. Well, what do I am too? So what do we do with that overwhelmness? What do you do with, how do we get through the stress of, I was I was going to just talk about stress, but I think you and I have landed on the stressor right now. It is finances. It's finances. It is how much things cost. Because here's the deal. You have multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. I have multiple jobs. My spe- my wife brings in money. Yeah. Her husband has a full-time Yes. Job. Like, it's not like we're like, hey, no one's working. No, anymore. we're like out there hustling. Yeah, we're for sure. And for so, sure. Uh, what, what do you do? What is the word here? What is how it... It's a spiritual word, but also a practical word. Yeah, like, I think there's a few the words. Answer? There's a few words, right? Like one, the spiritual one, which I think is where we have to start, is like Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Like, of course, God is God took care of the sparrows. God took care of the flowers and the wild flower fields. Of course, God is going to care for the needs of his little children. And so some of it is like, okay, God, I am worried about this. I am casting my anxieties on you and I am trusting you. Mm. Um, And some of it is just like, okay, I have to trust that God sees me. God knows this. God loves our family. God understands our future. God is holding our future and it's going to be okay. Yeah. With that, I mean, I think this is where like you and I have talked before, we both have family budgets that are like line by line budgets where like we have this much gas money and we have this much so grocery money and we them anymore. It, it is, is so impossible. Hard. It's impossible to fit them. So I think like in some ways there's maybe a reevaluation of the budget. Can we cut anything? Can we adjust anything? Can we make any changes? Now, interestingly, I had somebody ask me could you make any changes so you don't have to work all the jobs you're working? (laughs) And I was like, no, because I'm not, I'm with you. We're not talking family vacations. We're not even talking like saving for the future. We're talking like day to day expenses. Um, but I think if you don't have a budget, you got to start with a budget. If you do have a budget, is there a way to begin, uh, reevaluating it? Um, and then I, I don't know, Brian, I, I have a friend, she and I pray about this with each other kind of every day we check in with each other because it's a concern for hers too. And we've both got to the point where we were like waking up and the first thing in the morning, we were checking yep. our budgets, checking our bank accounts. And, and she was like, I have to stop doing that. I need to wake up and pray. I need to read some scripture. And then later on in the day, I can check it. And, and that doesn't magically change anything. 
But I do think it changes the posture and the mindset so yeah. that it's not the first thing you're concerned about. I mean, the hard part is Jesus talked about money more than he talked about most things, as you'll often hear preachers say. And yet the worry about it, I think where I feel worried is the future. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. because right now making ends meet is the priority. I feel like we're not making advances or like wealth building or things you're quote unquote supposed to be doing. And that's that where it's like, looking? how's that retirement? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know. Like I'm trying to steward. I'm trying to be faithful. I know I'm not perfect. I know I buy too many pumpkin spice. I mean, I don't, but you know, Starbucks, um, show up anyway. <laughs> You know, this is the thing too. Like, I get it. I think you and I said this the other day. You can take around the fringes. Like, yes, you and I were talking about this shot on the show where I was talking to my wife about this one of the two. Uh, Yes, I can have less Duncan and I could do whatever. Totally. But that is such a small sliver of our of our budget. Yes, it matters. And you should be conscientious about Mm -hmm. your budget and this kind of stuff. But it is just the big things. And then where I struggle with is and then the unexpected happens. And I know Dave Ramsey, that's why you have a. Yeah, but that that emergency fund is shrinking when I got to take a tree down or I got to. Oh, yes. Or I got to do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like I used to be able to add to this emergency fund. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not adding to this emergency same, fund right now. Same with us. We are helpful. only taking from it right now. And that's discouraging and it's scary because then you go, well, I guess I'm going to have to put something on my credit card. And then you're in more debt. It's now just you're like, oh, I, I don't know. We need a financial expert on here helping us. So that's who we need to get as a guest to tell us, get like, give yep. us some practical and spiritual advice here and the beauty the the one spiritual word we'll give you is cast you all your anxieties do not be anxious about anything but in prayer and petition and he will give you peace like that's right uh, yeah i don't think this is being like first world problem selfish i think it's actually like man it's kind of scary out there right now yeah the, the, the economy is hard right now and it is scary and thinking about the future feels scary and something yeah we need the lord's peace for sure for sure speaking of scary I want to read every day. I get an email like uh, from Jim Dennison. Remember Jim oh, Dennison? He yeah, hasn't been course. doing much radio lately, but he, when he used to come on, mm-hmm. I just want to read you a bit of an email that he sent to his mailing list. That is, uh, it got me thinking. So we're going to talk about what Jim Dennison sent next about fake news here on the common good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Aubrey, one of the phrases that became big, truthfully during the Trump administration or Donald Trump used to always put out there was fake news. Yes. Uh, And I don't want to speak about fake news as he did, because he was basically like any mainstream media is fake news, but instead that there are actual, um, you know, bots and accounts that are trying to create fake news and get people to believe them. And so confusion and all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this was, let me just read to you. I don't normally just read to you, but let me read a little bit of an email from uh, Jim Dennison. You remember Jim Dennison of from course. the Dennison Forum. Yeah, he's been on our show a couple times. Many times, many yeah. times. So uh, he titled his thing, Did a Secret Weather Weapon Cause the Wildfires in Maui? So he says this. Were the wildfires on Maui the result of a secret, quote, weather weapon being tested by the U.S.? Should money being spent on the war in Ukraine be spent at home instead? If you believe the disinformation campaigns currently being waged by China and Russia, you're likely to say yes to both questions. Researchers warn that China is building a network of accounts that could be used for further future 
information operations, including next year's U.S. presidential election. This is what Russia did earlier. Once you know that news can be fabricated, you begin to wonder if anything you read is really true. For example, Mm. a man bought a painting for $4 at a flea market, then discovered inside its frame one of the only 24 known copies of the Declaration of Independence. It sold for $2.4 million at auction. Is this this true? Hmm. He goes on to say, I found this article on a news site called Unilad, dated September 11th, 2023. An internet search found the same story reported by the New York Times and the Baltimore Sun, but their articles were published in 1991. So I assume it happened. But it seems that Unilad chose to run it again 32 years later while giving the impression of the story as new news. Wow. According to the Associated Press, here are some recent recent stories that were outright falsehoods. Uh, The Burning Man floods triggered an Ebola outbreak and a national emergency. Arkansas is replacing voting machines with paper ballots. Since vaccines for the flu, measles, mumps, and rubella were developed years ago, but the disease hasn't been eradicated, he writes, immunizations don't work. In this day of AI-generated fake videos, images, and stories, we can expect the problem to escalate, but there's an even more significant narrative at work, he says. And then he wants to talk about how we as Christians uh, are people of the truth and that there is deception in the world. So he wants to spiritualize this conversation, uh, and he gives three practical steps to what to do to deception. And he says, think biblically, pray for discernment, speak only truth. So he wants to personalize Mm. this, Mm. but let's start instead uh, with just this question, with just this question about how do we real, how do we even decipher what is true and what is not? And then I want to get to why this matters. Yeah, I think this is really, this is tricky. And this is where I've heard people who are much smarter than me talk about, like, you do have to know which news sites are. Now, we understand they're all going to be biased. Okay, that you're not going to get away from bias. But I do think you can know which news sites are more like legitimate than others. And so having that information is helpful. Um, I, I, do you think like just him even doing that research? Like, let me look up the the beginning of this article, right. finding out this was first published 90 years ago. Like you kind of have to do the work yourself. Like, and, and I know in the past, there have been some sites that would legitimize or not legitimize news. I don't know if you can even trust those bottom line. Um, but I, you know, I, I do think it's incumbent on us to do some due diligence as far as like, where are we getting our information from making sure that it is in fact, true news and not fake news. I think if you're ever looking for unbiased news, that's probably going to be problematic and not realistic because I, every writer, whether they seem like they're pretty moderate or neutral, whatever, are going to have their own perspective on things, right. their own take on things, etc. Um, and then I, I used to think it wasn't helpful to like get news from different, like I used to think it did, don't get your news from CNN and Fox News because two extremes don't make balance. And I still think that's true. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if you get your news from a smattering of places that does help with that bias piece of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
talking spiritually though, like being people of truth, this is where community matters so deeply. This is where like we can't consume things. I don't think individualistically, but we need to do it as a collective with our like people of faith that we're actually in relationship with in our churches and help weigh through things, wade through things together. Um, because we can be so subjective, but we, when we have other perspectives on things, I think that helps round out some of the edges. All of that requires time and work and effort and energy that we may not have at the end of the day also. Mm-hmm. you know. No, what sure. do you think about all this? So it has become very difficult. I, I mm-hmm. here, Let's start with low-hanging fruit here. Uh, don't get your news from social media. Uh, don't get it from random Facebook accounts that pop up on your fa- on your algorithm feed. Don't get there you it from go. random Twitter yeah, accounts. Yeah, there you That's go. That's always going to be dangerous. I remember years ago, somebody that I knew who was super, um, they'd become super right-wing, super kind of militant conservative, right? Yeah. And she said to me, we had a disagreement about something. And she was like, I don't understand why you think that. And then we... I forget how we got on it, but we ended up looking at our Facebook feeds and Aubrey, the difference from what was being fed to each of us. (gasps) Okay. See, see, that is fascinating. She was only being fed far right wing things because that's what she looked at all the time. Yeah. And it became a, you know, it it just kind of grew on itself and it just kept being these things. So understand how social media works. People, it is, it is an echo chamber to the nth degree. Uh, and then I think it's hard. It does take work, but I do think you need to um, read across the spectrum, uh, listen, watch. However you take in your news, you can't just do it from the people. Like if you're a, a Republican, you can't just be like, I'm only watching Fox News. And if you're a Democrat, you can't be like, I'm only watching MSNBC. Uh, you And you just have to know that all news, even uh, you know mainstream media, is biased. And I so, think that's it. Yep. You just have to recognize that to your bigger point, um, if you are a not just a consumer of like biased news, but a distributor of it, a mm. uh, an evangelist for yeah. it, <laughs> yep. um, and you call yourself a Christian, that's really bad because we are above anything we are called. We are um, we claim to be people of the truth. Mm. Uh, we claim that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We yeah. actually claim in a post-truth world mm. that there is objective truth. Mm. Yep. And so if yep. you are a person who shares falsehoods, who shares conspiracy theories, who shares yep. whatever. That undermines then, your witness. Yeah. Exactly. Because yep. then when you're like, oh, but but wait, this I know is true. Mm-hmm. And someone's looking at your Facebook feed going, you're you dealing conspiracy theories. Yeah. Why would I ever believe that you're writing? And so I do think we need to take seriously the call to be people of truth in a mm. post-truth world where it's harder to figure out what is true out there. It is mm. weird. I, I was appreciated what Jim Dennison had yeah. to say there. Yeah, I appreciate his perspective um, on that. Like people do believe that the Maui thing was a weather weapon. I've that. never heard that before. And to me, my radar of like, you're crazy goes off. Like that's <laughs> crazy. <Yes. laughs> A weather weapon. I was like, ooh, a weather weapon. Ooh, a weather weapon. I want one of those. That's awesome. I want one of those. It's Friday, so we get to do one of our favorite things to do each and every week, and that is a top five list. Top five, top five, top five, top five. 
five things with Brian and Aubrey. We're just going with fall things, things we love about the fall. The fall. Brian, why don't you kick us off with number five? Number five. And, uh, it, you know, on some of us, we call this fall. Others, it's going to be autumn. Um, <laughs> so I, I, need a, I need a ruling on this one. Oh, um, oh. So that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to go with fall holidays. Okay. That's my number fair. five. Yes. But only if it can encompass Thanksgiving. Oh, of course. Thanksgiving is a fall I feel holiday. Like, I know it's technically oh. in the fall, but I don't know if it feels fall or winter. So it, no, it feels fall. Halloween, Halloween and Thanksgiving, I'm going to mm-hmm. go number five fall holidays. I love that. I think that's great. Mine is in that same. I'm adjacent. My number five is like adjacent. I just generally put Halloween costumes because I love seeing all the fun, not scary, but I like all the fun little costumes you start seeing at Target and at Walmart and around town and the cute little ideas people have both for kids and even fun family costumes and adult costumes. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, di- I didn't put Halloween, but I put Halloween costumes is something I love, okay. love about the fall. I'm just not all a right, huge uh, Halloween fan. That's why, that's why I needed Thanksgiving to be a part of this. I don't, yeah. especially as my kids are older, Halloween's a pretty, eh. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I, it, okay. f- ho- Thanksgiving is definitely a fall holiday. Definitely. I'm going with it. Okay. Number yeah. four for me uh, is the World Series. Baseball playoffs in October. <gasps> I love Now, my Mets are bad this year, so they're not going to be a part of it. But even Sorry. when my team's not a part of it, like the baseball playoffs are super mm. exciting and a lot of fun. And uh, I love them every October. So I'm going baseball playoffs. Okay, that will not be on my list, but I'm very happy imagine. that's on your list. Yeah, I put um, this won't surprise anyone because I've been talking about my fall decoration bins all week. But just the decor, I love fall decorations in, in my home and in the stores. I love people who make their front porches cute with little pumpkins and signs that say pumpkins for sale or fall here or like something like that. So okay. the beginning of holiday decoration starts with fall and i get enjoyed about i get enjoy i enjoy that okay number three and -hmm. this is part of who i am so you will you will uh appreciate this uh i love that especially at the beginning of fall it is uh sandal shorts and hoodie weather like it's yeah i get that i get that 65 degrees so maybe Mm -hmm. this is a weather maybe this is a fashion thing I don't. There's not any any choice of fashion that I enjoy more than a good sandals, shorts, hooded sweatshirt weather. That is so your, I'm going with with that. That's iconic, Brian Fromm, right there. Yep, that's it, it good. Really is. Yeah, it is. That's uh, good. That is. Anyone who knows me knows that that is that is my go to for sure. Has that been your vibe like your whole life, or is no. that just recent? Like when did the when did the cargo shorts, sandals, and hoodies become a thing? Like when did I stop trying? That's let's. <laughs> The last you said decade, it. I would think. Probably the last okay. decade. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I, I like just anyone. gave up on life. That's what I just yeah. said. Well, I am who yeah. I am. <laughs> it's classic Brian. I like it. I like it. All right. My uh, number three, I'm just going to use a general category of fall candles. Now, we've talked <laughs> about this, but I, list. <laughs> I don't like a pumpkin spice latte, but I like a pumpkin candle. And I okay. like a kind of a autumn leaf candle or a like... I there. just bought one called Smoked Bourbon, which I know doesn't sound really fallish, but it's very fallish. Vanilla, okay. vanilla sweater weather, like those kind of candles I really like. Okay. Uh, 
where are we at? Number two, this is also very much, you and I are very in character here. For Yes, sure. we are. We're us at the moment. Uh, yeah. And so I'm going to continue with being in character here. Uh, I've talked often about my love for Panera, that I go mm. there often. Well, you may not know this. At about the end of August, Panera switches their menu. And I get sad about it because they remove my favorite salad. My favorite salad is a September summer uh, is a um, spring summer deal. Yes, but they reintroduce my by far favorite. I, think I know what you're going to say, and that is Panera chili. They have great chili. It only comes back. It's only fall and winter. I don't think and I so, knew it was only fall and winter. Yeah. Right. You cannot get it in the summer. And so yeah. I walked in the other day and was making my order and was like, where's my salad? Why is it gone? And I was like, oh, is it chili day? Is it chilly day? <laughs> and I went and sure enough, I could order. And I've had the chili already so many times in the last couple of weeks. It is ridiculous. Okay. That's, I, I, I'll just say this. I have chili on my honorable mentions because it just it starts to feel like time for chili. And chili is That's right. good. Chili is good. That's right. All right. Uh, my number two, kind of similar to your cargo short hoodie situation. I'm going in a different direction, but I generally like fall attire, sweaters, jackets, boots with jeans. Call me like basic autumn girl fashion. I don't care. Like I just like that look. I like the comfy of it, the coziness of it and the cuteness mm -hmm. of it. Maybe it gets chilly enough to throw in a cute little hat, but it's not like dead of winter yet. So like fall fashion maybe is what I would call that category. That's basically what you said, fall fashion. Right. But mine is very specific. So uh, honorable mention feel yep. like you need to say fall colors. I don't feel like they're great out here. Where I grew up, they were like stunning. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah. So there were just more trees and there was a mountain mm -hmm. that like, you'd see all the colors. So fall oh, colors. Wow. That's a good one. And then one. I'm going with, uh, you know, about mid-fall, you're going to introduce back into your into your world hot chocolate. I'm going to go with hot chocolate and marshmallows yes. in the Amen. hot chocolate. Amen. I feel like that I is like that's really good. Because you can't drink that in the summer. You just can't nope. do it. You can't do it. So. But you can when the weather gets a little more chilly. Okay, speaking of chilly, I said that's my honorable mention. I also, at the fireplace, like my kids have already started this week turning on the fireplace in the morning because the house is just like slightly chilly. So I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And then fall is a great time of year for movies. Like I'm not sure what it is. They must time it with the awards or something. But like good movies start to come out again in the fall. We've moved on from like big summer blockbusters. And now we just got like rom-coms are coming out good little narratives. Uh, so I get excited about fall movie season as well. Fall movie season. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are on number one. My we are number, number one. one. This is not going to be yours, but it will not be surprising. It's football season, college football, yeah. pro football. It all opened yeah. last week. And yeah. when you see football, like football is just so enjoyable to watch. Um, so yes, my number one favorite thing about fall is that it is that football makes sense. season. I always get a little thrown off how you have baseball and football on your list because well, I feel like they're the different seasons. I don't they understand that. It's the beauty of fall okay. because baseball is a, you know, late spring, full summer, early fall. Mm -hmm. Football is fall to winter. So they, that's just when they cross okay. over, which makes okay. it a wonderful sports time. It's your favorite time of year. Yes. Um, okay. You're not going to like my number one. I'm already like ready for the fact that you're not going to like it though. And <laughs> it's because I'm sort of breaking the rules here, but I really like fall because it's almost Christmas. 
<laughs> That's breaking the and rules you know, <laughs> you know us around Thanksgiving, we pull out all of our Christmas stuff. So I feel like Christmas music is just around the corner. The Christmas tree is just around the corner. Kevin and I were joking, like, should we just pull out our Christmas tree this month? We might as well. We might as well just get it started. So, funny. so yeah, I just like that you're favorite thing about fall is that basically that it's almost winter that it's almost christmas <laughs> yeah exactly right all right well that's our top five list of fall things we love let us know on social media at common good talk what we missed what you love about this season as well we're gonna end the show with some really good news we'll be back in just a minute you're listening to the common good on am 1160 hope for your life it's the end of the show it's the end of the week we love it it's friday night and so we want to send you home with some good news. I'm going to tell you, Brian, that the first good news story, I mean, I think it's cute. I think okay. it's cute. But I'm just going to say that the picture they posted at theweek.com is a picture of a bunch of dolls. And sometimes dolls can have a scary vibe to them. Okay, so I'm going to ignore the picture. I'm just going to tell you the cute story. A pilot reunites a Texas girl with the doll she left in Tokyo. All right, listen to this. When first officer James Dannon flew from Tokyo to Texas, he had a very important passenger on board his plane, Beatrice, an American girl doll. Those are expensive. I can see why this matters. Beatrice I, belongs I to nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You have daughters. Beatrice belongs to nine-year-old Valentina Dominguez of Plano, Texas. Oh, I have a lot of family in Plano who accidentally left her plane, her on a plane in early August. Her parents contacted the airport and Turkish Airlines, but no one could find Beatrice. The Dominguez family posted about missing the doll online, the missing doll online. Word soon reached Dannon, an American Airlines pilot who lives near Plano and regularly flies to Tokyo. On his second visit to the airport, lost and found, Dannon discovered Beatrice and he took photos of the doll on her journey home. Dana delivered Beatrice to Valentina along with some Japanese treats and a map showing where she traveled. There's a lot of kindness in this world, Valentina's father told the news. Dannon cool. is a kind man. I love that. I love that he went the extra mile to deliver and then also like the little treats and where her journey was. Like that's that's good customer service right that there. That is good. You'll fly that one again. So yeah, you will. Number two. Rare bird reintroduced to the New Zealand wild. Oh. The Takahe is making yes. a comeback. This large, flightless bird indigenous to New Zealand was long thought to be extinct, but was rediscovered in 1948. Today, there are about 500 of the birds with New Zealand's Department of Conservation breeding them in captivity. In late August, 18 of the birds were reintroduced to the area around Lake Wakatipu on New Zealand's South Island with the goal of establishing the country's third wild Takahe population. Hmm. Uh, it goes on to talk about the tribe and the elder here, but he said few things more beautiful than to watch these large birds galloping back into huh. tussock lands where they haven't walked for over a century. There I need go. to look up what this bird looks like. Like I'm picturing a kind of an ostrich style bird, but I don't know if that's true. That's feels like, right. feels like, right. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. All right. A nursing home adopts the dog that kept letting himself in. A stray dog named Scout escaped from a Michigan shelter three times and always went to the same place, the lobby of a long-term medical care residence down the street. 
I'm a person who looks at outward signs. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Marna Robertson, the administrator of Meadowbrook Medical Care Facility, told the news. The staff decided to adopt Scout, much to the, the delight of the residents. To each and every one of them, it's their dog, the coordinator said. Scott Scout enjoys going from room to room for treats and hugs but also senses when people need comforting and has been with some residents during their final hours. I think he knows that this is his home and he is all of ours. So that gives him a sense of security. Well, that's well, cute. Cool. Yeah. So before I read the next one, the Takaha, the Takaha. Oh, you looked it up. Yes. Much smaller than an ostrich. Ah, uh, we much. had, we had a, not the right picture in mind. Okay. Good to know. Much smaller. So they don't fly, but it is, it is a tiny bird. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Oh. Okay, next one. New snake-like robot could make major discoveries in space. Oh? NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory has created a 14-foot-long robot that could be able to explore where no human or machine has gone before. Exobiology Extant Life Surveyor, or EELS, get it? It's a long robot. Nice, nice, nice has 48 motors and sensors all along its body. The device is being trained so it can work autonomously while on the moon or Mars, able to Whoa. determine the environment it is in and make decisions based on its surrounding. These things Whoa. are going to take the world over. They're going to dominate us. Whoa. Uh, you're talking about a snake robot that can do surface traversal on ice, go Mm-mm. through holes, and swim underwater. One Mm-mm. robot that can conquer all three worlds. See, it's conquering worlds. It's yep. conquering worlds. JPL Robotics technologist told the LA Times, uh, no one has done that before. Rovers can have a hard time with bumpy surfaces and steep terrain and eels, which is set to be deployed in a few years, will be able to slip into areas easier. The most interesting science is sometimes in the places that are the most difficult to reach. Yeah, Uh, they're going to use them in Mars. They're also going to use them in your house. Yeah, they are. Come take over your life. They're taking over. So just beware, everyone. Yeah. At the end of the day, the eels win. They will murder us all. Okay. Uh, And plus, why is it? I mean, scary that it's snake like I understand. But like, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. All right. Uh, Here's the last story of the week. Groundbreaking surgery gives woman her voice back. Hmm. Shirley Aaron began having a hard time speaking a decade ago, but it was until recently that doctors determined she had spasmodic dysphonia, a voice disorder that causes involuntary spasms of the muscles in the larynx. Okay, that's awful. By this point, it was so difficult for her, an Israeli mom of three, to speak that she stopped communicating. She received some hopeful news from a doctor in Tel Aviv who told her that doctors in Japan developed an innovative surgical treatment involving taking fat from the abdomen and inserting it into the vocal fold to prevent spasms. Whoa. I didn't hesitate for a moment and agreed to do the operation with complete faith in the doctor's wonderful abilities. She became the first person in Israel to undergo the endoscopic surgery. And as soon as she woke up, she was able to talk again. I feel like I've been reborn, adding, no one will stop me from speaking now. Whoa. That's crazy. Science is crazy. Like, I'm just going to take, like, some of your fat. Who thought, oh, we'll just take fat folds from the abdomen and stick it in someone's throat, and that'll work, <laughs> you know? That's so true. It's wild. Like, People it's are like, so a, like crazy enough to be genius. I love it. All right. Well, that's, that's right. some good news for you. We hope you have a wonderful fall weekend ahead of you. 
Brian and I will be back again on Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian from I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.